We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for Armchair comes from Manscaped, who's number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. I'm sure some of you have had some accidents or known somebody has. They suck, and they happen. But not anymore with the Lawnmower 2.0 with skin-safe technology that's easy on your sack. No nicks or snags. Go to manscaped.com. Enter the promo code ARMCHAIR for 20% off your purchase and free shipping. You'll get a box of goodies such as the crop preserver. It's a deodorant for down there. Again, go to manscaped.com. Enter the promo code armchair. Your balls, they won't be on fire. Sorry, Jerry. But they will. Thank you later. All right, guys, welcome to our Panther Rants podcast, or I should say Pit Panther Rants and other sports rants. Watt Harris, I'm your host. Um, Armchair Media, thank you so much, guys. Take a seat, is what our thing is called. Happy Friday, guys. Um, I'm here to work from home because it's cold outside. Actually, it's probably like, like 50 degrees out and raining, but by Houston standards, it's cold. Because the thing with, you know, weather down here is you're so used to 100 degrees for so long. Then when it dips from 100 to 50, you're like in a thing of shock. Me, I mean, this is, for me, this is like sweatshirt, like hoodie weather. I mean, it's no big deal to me. I mean, I'll, I'll walk out in short sleeves for all I care. But other people, they just bundle up, with, you know, with no regard for anything else. You know, not to, you know, Pitt is off on Saturday, but they resume against North Carolina. We'll talk about that game probably on Monday or Tuesday, depending on when I podcast. But we got some other stuff that happened. Um, we'll start off with some good stuff. The uh, the Zoo era start off as they played Florida State at home in front of a newly renovated uh, Pierce Event Center with some upgrades. The court obviously was flipped this year, so now you're going to see the student section on television, which is awesome. I uh, also was one thing that gets overlooked is the first game without Dick without Dick Rode. I don't think he was there, and because you know last time we had this, he was you know I posted his uh, you know, his final comments. But as far as the game is concerned, Pitt pulled it off. It was an ugly game, a sloppy game on both. Not so much for Pitt, but for Florida State as well. But Pitt, um, Pitt played a hell of a game and won. I mean, that they got the W, and that's all matters. 
I think one thing, you know, last year this team was so heavily reliant on Xavier Johnson and Trey McGowan's to have big games for them to have a chance. They really didn't have big games last, you know, that, you know, I shouldn't say last night, but a few nights ago. But they got, this time around, they got help. I mean, yeah, they had Jared Wilson frame, but sometimes with, with Wilson frame, he was good, but sometimes when he was cold, he was cold. But they got a boatload of help. Um, Ryan Murphy, Terrell Brown chipped in. And Ryan Murphy was huge down the stretch. And on top of that, this team was ferocious. I mean, they, um, they out rebounded Florida State. I mean, they were they were all chipping in. I mean, uh, I mean, rebounding was a big issue with them last year, but they went in and did the damn thing, and they came out victorious. And not not to mention, they kept the intensity for the entire forty minutes because basically, with this team, that's that's what they're gonna have to do for right now. They um, last year they they tried this, and the thing is, is it was a new team. You had some players that came back, but a lot of them were, you know, some of them were really ACC level players. And on top of that, they, a lot of them don't have the stamina to be, you know, to keep the intensity for for that, you know, for that period of time. This time around, um, they kept it up. And you know, there's obviously some red flags. I mean, you had, I mean, on these Tony had zero points. You know, we were expecting some big things for him, and just hope you know, with him, you hope it's just a bad game. Actually, I take that back. I think Trey had ten points, which still isn't bad. I mean, Ryan Murphy had thirteen, Terrell Brown thirteen, Xavier Johnson thirteen. I mean, you got what's that, 26, 49, 59 points out of these guys, and you know, there's obviously there was obviously some red flags with um, all these Tony, obviously they're they, well. I just tell you they're going to get they're going to get something out of him because it's either make or break for him right now, and um, you just hope for the, you know his case that was just a bad game, and of course they got 19 minutes out of Gerald Drumgoole, and he has zero points, so I mean there's some you know you know we got some Justin Champagne he uh, he he chipped an eight, so. Yeah, there's a lot to work on. Actually, you know what? My math is off. They scored, you know, Johnson, McGowan's, Murphy, and Brown scored 49 of 63 points. So with the other guys, we're going to need just a little more contribution. So let's hope we get it. Now, tomorrow, Pitt has Nickel State. That should be a win. Robert Morris, they got on Tuesday, November 12th. That should be a win. They got West Virginia. Next Friday, they're at home. That's going to be a big game. That's obviously going to be a huge game for them. And we got, you know, Monmouth on the 18th, and we got Arkansas Pine Bluff on the 21st. So their next five games, pitch should be at least 4-1. and one. Robert Morris will give us a hard time. I think wasn't Monmouth a team that um that always did those dances after their um after scoring field goals? I'm sure Monmouth will give us a hard time. I mean, yeah, I mean, I remember that was a team that always did dances on the bench, and I think they and I think they um they had a hell of a season that year, but they did so much dancing that they missed the NCAA tournament. So, but you know, they got some dancing trophies they can you know they can have. 
West Virginia will always be a tough one. I'm not really expecting a win out of there because Huggins, those guys can play. But if you can get four next five, that's great. And if we can take one at home against against the Hoopies, hey, then I'm even more happier than you know than anything else. But I, you know, I liked what I saw on television. You know, we had you know there was nine thousand for the game. There's obviously a lot of new digs. There's also beer at the Pete's. So I'm sure the beer was flowing down smoothly, especially after that victory. And I'm sure a lot of you were were paying for it the next day. I think what you got to do is in times like these is take you know, go in late go in late the next day or take a take a PTO day or work from home or do whatever. That's really what I can do at that point. But we move on. Uh pit football is off, like I said, until Thursday. They lost a commitment. Yesterday, uh, T. Denson decommitted. He was one of those kids from the South who committed early at Pitt over the summer. And, you know, the thing about that is when you deal with stuff like that, when you got kids that commit early, especially in the South, you have to worry about them decommitting, and this is one of those moments. It happens, guys. I mean, you know, he had some uh, offers from, say, Miami and Virginia Tech. So when a lot of those ACC schools start offering, even SEC, he's got the option of staying closer to home. I think that's what's going to happen with him. And, you know, if it does, it does. I mean, it sucks we may have to play him, but, oh, well. It's just part of life. I mean, they're just kids. I mean, I used to, you know, when I was younger, I used to get up so triggered by stuff like this when kids change their mind. But, you know, they're just kids, and... You know, it's their life. I mean, they, you know, the next four years, they have to dictate where they're going to be because that's where they're going to be. And, you know, Pitt is bull eligible now with that win over um, Georgia Tech. And I'm sure, you know, we're 6-3. We're and three. I, don't, I really don't envision us going to the ACC title game this year. I think that belongs to Virginia. I think they're going to win out. And if that happens, it happens. All Pitt can do is just keep playing and winning games. Let's shoot for eight or nine wins. I mean, I, I, I would love to see nine wins, nine regular season wins. But being a Pitt fan, you have to learn that stuff like that just isn't isn't going to be in the cards for you. You're gonna you're you're gonna, you're gonna hope for nine wins, regular season wins, but you may end up with seven or eight, probably eight the maximum, and you just hope you can win the bowl game this time because I don't think Narduzzi's won a bowl game since he's been here. No, he hasn't. The last bull game we won was the Papa John's Bowl, I believe. Uh, the Pinstrap Bowl, James Conner got hurt and Pitt played lethargic and lost to Northwestern. And this past year we lost to a you know a, a uh, Stanford team that was that was just like us, but they without their best running back and we couldn't do dick on offense. But at least I got but at least I got it got Sean Watson fired because. You can see how inept the offense really was with that. Now, I mean, there's been some bickering on Pitt on Pitt Twitter about the um, about about the program, and you know, Pitt six and three, and people are bitching about it. And I totally understand why. I mean, we we lost a winnable Miami game. Uh, Virginia, we can't do nothing about. Virginia was the opening game. 
we just didn't have it. I mean, we didn't know what we had at that point, and you know, it was just basically it was a new offensive coordinator, all this, and Penn State game was was another winnable game, and you know, some bad decisions were made, and but at the end of the day, we're we're six and three. We um, we were expected to lose to UCF, and we won that game. We should have beat Miami, but we always lose to Miami. It just it is what it is. This past game was kind of ugly, but as one person pointed out on Twitter, um, he runs the athletics pit, as he calls himself now. The only thing he pointed out is that, um, you know, Kenny Pickett hurt himself in the Syracuse game. His shoulder hurts. That could be the reason why they're protecting him so much with his throws. And who knows, maybe by uh, North Carolina, as he mentions, by the North Carolina game, maybe his shoulder will feel a little better. Maybe we'll see a little bit more out out of the passing game. The running game is starting to pick up. I mean, we're seeing the wrinkles. Vincent Davis had a huge run. Um, Todd Sibley was out, but we're starting to see some wrinkles in the in the running game. We're starting to see some you know some uh, some progress there. But uh, we love to see you know pit blow at its opponents, but unfortunately, you know we're winning close games, and that's just how it is. I mean, at least we're, I mean all I can say is at least we're winning. That's all. I mean, if we're going to lose, we're going to lose. But, uh, you know, we got North Carolina. We got Virginia Tech. We got Boston College coming up. You know, um, North Carolina, it depends what team we get that night. If it's the one that almost upset Clemson, we're kind of screwed. But if we get the one that was lethargic against uh, Virginia, hey, I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. Let's, let's do it. But, you know. We have a – we other than T. Density committee, we have a really good recruiting class coming in. And on top of that, we got two, two, we got two um, recruits from the class of uh, 2021 already committed. I mean, they're verbals, but still, the fact that we got two verbals from the, from the uh, recruiting class that's next year is a good thing. Uh, you know, people are seeing what they're doing, and obviously the culture is uh, changing a pit. You know, it's – Sometimes with some programs, even if you're if you work in an organization, sometimes it takes you know years for that culture to, to sift in. And for some places, it never it never gets in because you you keep changing management and management keeps changing its workers. And then of course, when that buddy system runs its course, a new buddy system comes in, and of course they try to put a new culture, and and it's just a you know endless cycle. But here with Pat Narduzzi, he's been here for, since 2015 now. And, you know, he's finally, you know, putting his mark on the program. And I think, you know, the best is probably yet to come for Pitt. So we need to really, you know, just be patient. As, just as long as long as he stays here is the thing. Because Mark D'Antonio is probably going to leave Michigan State eventually. I don't really see Michigan State going after Narduzzi. Because I don't think Narduzzi's really done enough to warrant a job offer for Michigan State. I think Michigan State's going to probably shoot for somebody bigger, or they think, or thinks they, they can be bigger than Pat Narduzzi. But we'll see, guys. Now, speaking of um, college football, now I posted a tweet about James Franklin calling. Um, you know, the highest state office report the violation of Chase Young because their best Chase Young's one of their best defensive players. 
And, uh, well, he committed a violation. LSU, I mean, Ohio State self-reported it. And everybody's all pissed off about it. Personally, if I'm Ohio State, I would have just, I would just kept playing him because what are they going to do at this point? I mean, he committed it last year, so you're screwed no matter what. You might as well just keep playing him. So I made a joke that um, – I made a joke that um, James Franklin, I guess, called and um, – <laughs> report the violation, but Penn State obviously, um, as you saw this this week, as a lot of you weren't too happy about, they're ranked number four in the college football playoff rankings over Clemson. And I mean, the logic was kind of weird, but at the end of the day, it's just a weekly ranking. Penn State's got a lot to to take care of before they're even considered for the playoff. For one thing, they play Minnesota this Saturday, and Minnesota's been having a really good season. They also got Ohio State yet to play. So weird things can happen. I mean, even if Ohio State beats Penn State, they got to play Michigan, and Michigan's playing some really good football right now. And that game could be a big game, especially for Jim Harbaugh. But even if Michigan loses that game, I don't think you fire Jim Harbaugh yet. I think he's doing. I think things are starting to really take off. Not to mention he's got Josh Gass as his, as his play caller. I think you need to really give him some time with Josh Gaddis before you start firing start you know firing people again. But as far as the ACC this weekend, you got Florida State, Boston College. Florida State just fired Willie Taggart, and supposedly Deion Sanders is rumored to be a, a, a serious candidate. I'm not exactly sure how or why he's a, a serious candidate, unless they're doing the Herm Edwards type of thing. But at least Herm Edwards has coaching experience. I don't know about this one, but then again, it's Florida State. Just pray, just pray and be happy. It's not Pitt's program. It's doing this type of stuff. I mean, we've, I mean, we've done our share with coaching hires. I mean, we just didn't hire some guy with no experience. We just hired him because he's a, he's a name. Georgia Tech's at Virginia. This should be an easy game for Virginia. You know, that is if they don't uh, fall asleep on Georgia Tech. Tech is playing better, and I think they'll be they'll be really good in a couple of years. They're showing flashes, but I think Virginia you know, wins this one easily. Um, Wake Forest got Virginia Tech, number 19th Wake Forest. I don't know. I like, I like the Hokies in this one. I think they win this one. I mean, a lot of people are going to love Wake, but I don't know. I think it's, it's at home at Blacksburg. I think uh, people are going to show up, and this is going to be a, a tough game. Louisville, Miami. Uh, I take the Cardinals in this one. You know, Miami, they have their woes, and yeah. Clemson, NC State. I thought NC State would challenge Clemson this year, but that didn't happen. Clemson can't really challenge anybody. I mean, NC State can't really challenge anybody. So the only challenge Clemson has right now is the college football playoff rankings because they haven't really played anyone this year, and that's because, well, I mean, there's some ranked teams in the ACC they've played. But... Not enough to wow the committee. So the committee obviously like you know, the committee values the ACC Coastal more than anything else. They they saw Penn State be an ACC Coastal team. Any other Coastal is the toughest division in college football. I mean, if a lot of these teams if they would play in the Coastal, they would have two or three losses. It's a, it's a tough tough team. It's a tough thing. Notre Dame is at Duke, and Notre Dame should probably win this one. But uh, Notre Dame's been pretty up and down. But Duke hasn't really been that been that good either. So yeah. We'll go to the top 25 here. And in the top 25, we got Ohio State playing Maryland. This 
on Saturday morning without Chase Young, it doesn't really matter. Ohio State's going to win this one easily. Penn State, fourth ranking in 17th ring Minnesota. This is a tough one. Penn State's a six-point favorite in this one, but Minnesota really hasn't played anybody this year, but it's at Minnesota. And, you know, Minnesota's had, Penn State's had some history of Minnesota where they've had a hard time against playing them. Mm, I go Penn State in this one. But don't roll out what they're doing in Minnesota. Baylor and TCU. Baylor's 12th ranked in their first place in the uh, Big 12. TCU has been having some problems. They got, um, well, they have a bunch of, they had a bunch of quarterbacks leave. I like Baylor in this one. They're a two-point favorite. They'll destroy TCU. SMU, they'll probably wipe out East Carolina. I mean, they, I mean, I don't know how a loss almost drops you out of the top 25, but SMU should be ranked higher than this. It's ridiculous. Let them, let them, let them stay in the rankings. The game, of, the game obviously, of the uh, century is uh, LSU and Alabama. LSU's second rank versus third rank in Alabama. Tough game. Um, I'm not sure if Tua's playing or not. This is going to be LSU's really first big test because you can't really roll Texas as a test because Texas turned out to suck this year. And Burrow's playing against an actual you know team, I guess. I don't know. I like Bama this one. I think um, I'm sure people are going to go with LSU because they have a sexy offense, but Bama's been the king for a while, and they're the kings until someone can convince me a team like LSU can beat them. Cincinnati's got UConn and an old Big East matchup. <laughs> Cincinnati's a 35-point favorite. They'll shellac UConn. And if you love power football, you got you got Iowa and Wisconsin. This is I mean if you I mean if you love power football, if you love fullbacks and tight ends, man, this is gonna be a good really good game. So yeah, Iowa Wisconsin, I like that one. Mm, I think Iowa wins that one. Wisconsin, I like Jonathan Taylor, but they don't have a quarterback. Well, then again, then again, Iowa really doesn't have a quarterback either. I mean, they have Nate Stanley, and you know. Watching the Penn State-Iowa game, they were trying so hard to hide Nate Stanley. And I'm like, I watched him, and I'm like, this guy sucks. I mean, what made Iowa good, I think, at one point, was they had a guy like, by the name of Ricky Stanzi. I mean, he was a lot better than Nate Stanley. And that's really about it for the uh, for this weekend. What's odd about all this is a lot of these big games, like Penn State-Minnesota and Michigan. Not Michigan, I'm sorry. Alabama and LSU, they're early games. I mean, they, these should be night games. Our night games, we get our, like, Iowa State and Oklahoma, which, you know, whatever. And then we got Wyoming and Boise State, which is a 9-15 central game, 10 o'clock at night. So it's – we get our little – we get the Mountain West after dark, I guess is what – I guess that's the conference are in. I don't know anymore. Uh, we also get Notre Dame at night as well, which, you know, against Duke – I mean, this would be an, uh, this would be a sexy matchup if it was a basketball game, but it's a football game, so nobody really cares about this. By their now, there's not much else going on. I mean, uh, Steelers got they played the Rams this weekend, and they got their you know James Conner's out, but Mason Rudolph's back. I don't know. I like you know James Conner. Obviously, I love the guy, 
But I think Steelers need to definitely get a, get, get themselves a running back because um, he can't stay healthy. I mean, it happens. I mean, the guy's body's been through a lot. But sometimes you got to, you know, get on their back. It's, you know, it's going to be a, you know, a good one-two punch. I mean, it's not to say we give up on him. But, yeah. But currently right now, I'm sc- I'm scrolling through Twitter, and everybody's blowing up over this Chase Young thing. And, yeah, there's just a lot going on here. Too much going on. But, luckily, a lot of these NCAA rules will be gone soon. Although some will, be, will still be around. But, yeah. I don't know, guys. But, you guys, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Hell a pit. And if you're going to uh, do some betting this weekend, go to mybookie.ag. Use the promo code CHAIR and activate your bonus. They got college football, they got college basketball now to bet on. And um, obviously your NHL games, basketball, NBA that is. Play to bet on, guys. And if, you, if you want to do some live bets, do some live bets. Go to mybookie.ag. You bet, you win, you get paid. Check out their, uh, check out their mobile site. You can bet on the go. If you miss a game, you can do a live bet. Anyways, guys, I got not much else to say. Have a great weekend. Hell to pit. Bye. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.